Welcome to the Dating After Divorce podcast. I'm your host, Shade Curry, and I believe every divorced woman deserves a romantic relationship where she feels safe, loved, and cherished. You can create the most amazing life after divorce, and I will teach you how. Hello, ladies. Welcome to episode 10. And today I'm going to talk about creating desire fuel for your dating goal. But before I jump in, I want to let you know that enrollment is open for the Dating After Divorce Academy. If you are interested in working with me, we are starting a group class Wednesday, March 31st. If you're interested, you can go to my website, shadecurry.com, and read all about it. Or you can just look in the show notes, click on the link for the Dating After Divorce Academy in there, and you can get all of that information. With that, let's jump into episode 10. So this episode really should have been recorded a week ago, but I was really ill for about five days. I had a really nasty stomach bug. And it was so bad that I ended up going to get tested for COVID because I was like, this is bad. Maybe this is something else. And thankfully, the COVID test came back negative. And all I had to do was, you know, they gave me fluids um, in the hospital for a couple of hours. They sent me home and I just lay in bed for about three days (laughs) with fever and chills and feeling super nauseous and got over all of it. So if you are looking for last week's episode, it does not exist because I was in bed under the blankets and not recording the podcast. But I'm super excited to bring it to you today. This is a concept that has really changed my life. It has helped me create so many amazing things this podcast being one of them, it's helped me like really go for my goals very quickly in a very focused and targeted way. Even things that are challenging, like dating, um, writing a book, which is the one that I'm tackling right now. It's made me really understand how my brain works and help me take control of getting things done. Sometimes it feels like our brains just run away, like wake up in the morning and I'm like, listen, today's the day, (laughs) right? I'm going to do this, whether it's your weight loss or eating right or getting to the gym or connecting more with your loved ones. Of course, for this audience, it's, you know, getting on an app and really just being focused and targeted about finding the person that you want or it's breaking up with the person who's keeping you from finding the person that you want. It might be about putting yourself out there in social situations so that you can meet more people and build more relationships. It might be about networking, going on more adventures. There's so many goals that we have, so many things we want to do. And that word want is one of the ones that I really want to hone in on today because when we want something, it feels optional and non-essential, right? We want so many things. I want a million dollars, right? I want um, to have written my book uh, and I've wanted to write a book for a really long time. I wanted to create this podcast for a long time. I wanted to become a life coach for a while before I uh, finally took the leap and left my job and became a life coach. So many things that we want. Think right now about the things that you want in your life. 
Okay. Now think about the steps that you see in your mind between where you are and getting those things. So your brain probably says, well, I have to do this and I have to do that. And I don't have the money for this and I don't have that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The things that you want are things that your brain puts out there somewhere in the future, somewhere in the nebulous future, we'll get this thing. Somewhere in the nebulous future, we'll work on this. And it's got so much mind chatter and it sees so many obstacles between you and the thing that you want. It almost feels comfortable just to want it. It's like we're okay with wanting those things. Like the fact that we want them is like, they're like a fixture in our lives. These are my wants, right? These are my wantsies. <laughs> okay. I just hang them over here and I want them. Now switch over to the word desire. There are things that we desire. And when we desire something, the feeling is completely different. When I am in the city in St. Louis and I walk by insomnia cookies and I smell the smell of their cookies, I don't want that cookie. In that very moment, I desire that cookie, right? I like have to have that cookie and I've got to have it right now. When we're feeling lonely at night, right? And you're feeling like, oh, there's nobody to talk to. My life is so boring, blah, blah, blah. In that moment, you just have this desire to text that ex or to text that guy that um, is no good for you. And that desire creates a compulsion. It makes doing that thing compelling. You become full of excitement and anticipation at the pleasure that doing it is going to give you. You know that the minute you do it, your brain is going to give you that dopamine hit, right? The minute you do that thing, the minute you take a bite of that cookie, it's like, I'm going to feel good. Right after I eat this cookie, I'm going to feel good. What your brain forgets in that moment is that when the pounds come on after you eat the cookie, right, you're not going to feel good about that. When your ex reminds you why he's at an ex a couple of days later, that's not going to feel good. But in the moment, you have desire. And that desire becomes the fuel that causes you to take action to get the thing that you desire. And the execution to get that thing feels so easy. It feels quick. Even if it's hard, you're like, you don't care, right? I'll drive an, an hour to meet up with this guy who's kind of like a time waster because right now my desire to just hang out with someone is so very strong. So remember a minute ago, we talked about the wants. Think about you wanting this healthy relationship with a reliable person who is loving, who is kind, who is gentle, who that it might take some time to find that want. I want to get married again, right? I want to be in a coaching program and grow and transform. I want to create more confidence. I want to have more dating skills. I want to go to a networking event. I want to go to that speed dating event. All those things are just kind of wants and out there. But then right now in this moment, there's a desire to get on Facebook and see what's going on. All of those things that don't necessarily contribute to what we want often present themselves as desires. So what I want to teach you today is how to take control 
of your desires, how to actually take your wants and turn them into desires and how to take your desires, at least the ones that are not um, good for you, the ones you want to no longer be desires and how to change them into things that you don't desire. Nobody desires to eat an onion. Okay, I won't say nobody. There's probably somebody out there who will peel an onion and eat it. (laughs) right? I don't know that person, but there's probably someone out there like that. But for the general population, peeling an onion and just sinking your teeth into it is definitely does not trigger desire at all. It doesn't even trigger want, right? It just triggers indifference. So don't even think about it, right? And then if someone actually brings up the thought of biting into an onion, it's like, ew, I don't like that, right? But if a cookie was sitting there, it's like, whoa, I want that. Now, desire and want and indifference are all created by the thoughts we have about these things. Your brain has pre-programmed, whether it's been pre-programmed from childhood or pre-programmed from habit or pre-programmed from uh, by the culture, your brain has in it right now certain thoughts that are pre-programmed in about each of these groups of items. And of course, these groups of items will be different depending on who you are. So I want you to spend some time thinking about these three categories. There are things you want and they're just like out there and non-essential, right? There are things you desire and you desire them strongly. That's another category. And then there are things you're indifferent about, like This is not even a thing. I don't even think about it at all, right? Write those things down and then think about the thoughts you have about each of them. So your thoughts about an onion might be, that's disgusting. I don't like that and I don't want that. What if when you think about texting that guy that you're not, you know, is wasting your time and is taking up all this space in your brain and all this space in your environment and keeping all the good guys from coming around you. What if when you think about texting him, your brain thinks, oh, well, I don't want to do that. That's such a waste of time. You. Do you wonder exactly how divorced women just like you are meeting eligible men who want a real relationship and a commitment? They're doing it by dating with their core values. Your core values are the GPS that lead you to the partner you've been looking for. When you use your core values on dating apps, text messages, and at social events, you will easily connect with your true match partner without chasing, settling, or wasting time with non-committal men. I have taught exactly how to do this in the two-hour Core Values Dating Blueprint course available on my website, shadecurry.com forward slash dating. That's S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y dot com forward slash dating. You will learn exactly how to identify your core values and use them on your dating profile, how to ask the right questions via text, and how to tell the right stories on dates so that you attract the right people and repel those who aren't right for you. If you're ready to meet your true match, hop over to shadecurry.com forward slash dating or click the link in the show notes. Now back to the episode. What if that's what came to your mind? 
that thought is totally available to you when you think about the time wasters and the exes and all the people that, um, all the men that are in your brain as being available and your brain keeps going around in circles about whether or not you should give them a second chance or you should settle for them. You could think about them the same way you think about an onion. It might take a little time, but you can actually learn that process. And then what if you think about going on a journey to find this amazing person What if you could increase your desire, not just for the person, but you could increase your desire for the journey, right? You could increase your desire for the transformation that needs to take place in your mind and in your thoughts and in your life in order to find that person. So if you're going on a coaching journey or if you decide to join the Dating After Divorce Academy, which takes you on that journey, I'm just going to plug that right there. This is the place you want to be if you're going to do this. What if you could increase your desire for something that is guaranteed to help you get to that goal? Right. I, sometimes I work with people and the process of being on a dating app just feels so awful to them. Like they like, I just don't like it. I just don't like being on the app. I just don't like it. Right. And so they never learn the art of having a good time on the app. They never learn the art of creating a profile that actually repels all the jerks. Like they, after a while, they will leave you alone if you do it right, they never learn the art of seeing people coming from afar with the very first text and knowing that, oh, don't even engage with this person. They never learn that art because even the thought of getting in there is so annoying and so stressful and so painful. And I just don't want to do it. But all those things are just the way they're thinking about being on the app, right? That same person might be on their phone on Candy Crush and having a really good time. It's like it's the same phone, right? You're just on the phone and you're moving your thumb about on your phone. What if you could take the same thoughts you have about Candy Crush or words with friends or scrolling Facebook and impose those thoughts on being on a dating app? There are annoying people on Facebook. There are trolls on Facebook. There are catfishers and narcissists on Facebook. But when you're on Facebook, because you have such a desire to be on Facebook and to engage on there, you have a different set of thoughts about being on Facebook than you do about being on Bumble. But you are in charge of that, right? And this is really the core of coaching. What coaching does for you, it's, it doesn't tell you what you already know. As a coach um, in my program, I don't tell you what you already know, which is you have to put yourself out there. I don't just repeat, you have to put yourself out there all day long. I actually teach you how to take your brain and the thoughts that are in your way. And I teach you how to manipulate those thoughts and change those thoughts so that you are moving at lightning speed towards your goal. And this Uh, desire versus your wants is just one of the concepts that you can learn that can take you so much faster. So you can take your desire fuel, which is energy made up of the thoughts that you have and the feelings that those thoughts create in you, the excitement and the anticipation and the motivation. You can take those thoughts and instead of having them pointed towards things you don't want to do, like watching another episode of whatever show you're binging, right? Or instead of pointing them to things that like 
you know, overeating or over drinking or just laying around feeling stuck, you can take that fuel and point it towards your very next goal, which if you're listening to this podcast is probably getting married again after your divorce and let's get this thing done, right? So pointing that energy instead of wasting it on things that are not helpful, thinking about your ex or engaging with the ex or fighting with the ex or whatever it is that's currently taking up your time, taking that energy and pointing it towards something productive. And if you're really not ready to um, date after divorce, which I know you are probably ready when if you're listening to this, I always encourage people to just pick a different goal. Like you don't have to date after divorce. You don't have to get married again, but there's no point sitting in the middle and just thinking about it for months at a time and thinking about it for months at a time. All of that energy in your brain could be pointed to making more money or to getting a PhD after your divorce. Like whatever it is, whatever those goals are, it could be pointed towards traveling or connecting more with your children. But if you are thinking about dating and thinking about it and thinking about it while not actually acting on it, while not taking that fuel and that um, that desire fuel, your thoughts and your feelings and your actions and pointing them towards that goal, all of that energy is just dissipating. And you might just find yourself super exhausted at the end of the day because you're thinking about a lot of things that you want, but you're not pointing your actual desire towards those things. So you're wanting certain things, but your desire is pointed at other things. And so you're in conflict with yourself and all of that Uh, conflict and chaos within your brain will cause you to be mentally exhausted at the end of the day. So take a moment to think about what you want around your relationship goal, around dating, around finding that ideal partner, and then think about what you desire. Just walk through your day over the next day or two and think about what are the things that I desire right now? What are the things that are making me excited, that I'm anticipating, that I'm eager to do? Is it eating? Is it watching TV? Is it uh, retail therapy? Like when I get up, what am I excited to do? If you're not excited to do anything, then, you know, that's the first flag that you need to take control of your thoughts because then there's no desire. Your energy is not being pointed in a particular direction. And then the second way place you might find yourself is you might find yourself that your desire is pointed towards things that you don't want, right? And if it's pointed towards things you don't want, then you want to learn the skill of taking that desire intentionally, being in control of it and pointing it towards the things that you want. And the way I do that for myself is I... I know the thoughts that I think when I am in desire, right? Like when I am thinking about going to Starbucks and buying myself a caramel ribbon crunch frappuccino, which has so much sugar, (laughs) so much sugar in it. When I am thinking about going to Starbucks to get one of my favorite drinks, it doesn't feel like a problem to me. I'm thinking things like, oh, that's going to taste so good. I just need a quick break. I'll, I'll just do that real quick. I'm thinking, oh, this is just who I am. Like, I am a Starbucks girl, right? Oh, this is going to be so amazing. I love Starbucks coffee. I want it so much. It makes me feel so good when I drink it, right? This makes me happy. Um, this is, uh, it feels like this is just part of like my, um, I don't know, this is part of like living the good life, 
those are the thoughts that I'm thinking when I'm going to get a caramel ribbon crunch frappuccino. That is where my desire is. I think all of these amazing thoughts about that frappuccino, right? Now, I currently, I am doing an intermittent fast and, you know, I'm cleaning up my diet. So I'm not, I'm not going to Starbucks, right? I haven't been to Starbucks in quite a while, actually. And so my current lifestyle calls for me making black coffee in my little coffee maker and drinking it black, right? So I don't, I want a healthy body. I want to feel good, right? That's a want, but it feels so far away. It feels so non-essential. It's like, what? But I could just get the Starbucks now. So you can see kind of the difference. There's a want towards the healthy body, which would mean just drink black coffee in the morning. And then there's a desire for the Frappuccino, which would get me what I want right now. And I think it's going to feel so good. So what I do in order to switch my life around to be intentional about what I want to get and to actually achieve my goals is that I begin to think the thoughts that I have about the Frappuccino. I begin to think those thoughts about black coffee. Like I could literally just do it (laughs) in my brain. Of course, I have been doing this a long time. I'm a coach, like I'm very practiced at it, but this is something that you can learn as well. I simply begin to think those thoughts about the black coffee. So when I have my black coffee in front of me, I also have a little card where I have these thoughts written down. And then I'm like, you know what? This is going to be so good. Drinking this coffee is going to be amazing, right? It's only going to take a minute for me to make that black coffee. Oh, this black coffee makes me happy. I love it. It's so good. It doesn't cost me anything. I can, I can totally think those thoughts by choice about the black coffee. Now, of course, the first day my brain is like, oh, I don't know, (laughs) right? It's black coffee. Are you sure? Are you sure it really makes us feel good? Are you sure we really like it? So there's a little bit of a process there. But within like three or four days, my brain actually starts to generate those thoughts when it thinks about black coffee. Like it's like, oh, yeah, we like black coffee. It's great. It's amazing. We're good to go, right? And then I close the gap and my desire is now on black coffee. And then when I think about um, a caramel ribbon crunch frappuccino at Starbucks, on purpose, I start to decrease my desire for it, right? So I think the thoughts about it that I think about an onion, right? I start thinking, oh, I don't really care about that. Eh, That's just, just not for me. That's not what I do, right? And slowly, 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 I start to turn the desire for what's not good for me long term I start to turn it down and slowly, 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 I start to turn the desire for what I truly want and I start to turn it up. And this, my friends, is how you change your entire life. This is how you get an amazing, amazing life. This is how you turn down your desire for the bad boys, right? For those of you who are attracted to the bad boy type, this is how you turn down your desire for the bad boy type. This is how you turn down your desire for the convenient guy who's going to waste your time for such a long time. This is how you turn down your desire for the guy who wants to go exclusive with you in the very first week. You're like, oh, I don't know yet. You just turn it down, turn it all the way down and stay in your process, right? And stay in your process of evaluating the guys, getting to know who they really are, Um, before you commit, having fun along the way. You turn it on and off whenever you want. 
Now, if this sounds like something you want to learn to do, this is what I teach my clients. I teach them to be in control of every step of their dating process so that they get exactly what they want. I teach them to take control of their thoughts, to channel their emotions where they want it to go so that they can find the man that they really want. And it becomes so easy and so fun when you stop feeling like everything in the world just happens to you, but you start realizing that you have so much power and you have so much control in creating your own experience and the things that happen in your own life. Now, of course, there are always things outside of your control. Granted, 100%. Question is, have you taken control of what is actually in your control? And this is where we leave so much good on the table. We leave so much joy on the table. We leave so much achievement on the table when we don't take control of our own thoughts, of our own feelings, of our own abilities, of our own achievements, of like our own massive action that we could be taking towards our goals. So I hope that was helpful for you. Once again, I want to encourage you to check out the Dating After Divorce Academy. It is my amazing new group program. It is going to be so amazing to bring all of my clients together in one uh, group uh, program where you can actually interact with each other. You can actually get support from each other while getting support and learning from me exactly how to make your a relationship goal happens. So I'm going to take all of the concepts that I used and that my other clients have used to create the relationship that they want. I'm going to teach all of them to you and I am going to help you apply it step by step until you find the one. Now, the Dating After Divorce Academy program is a lifetime access program. So it's just one fee. You pay one time and you get my support on your dating journey for as long as as you need it. And I did this because I wanted this to be accessible to more people. I just wanted anyone who wants an amazing relationship to be able to have one because I know that this is possible. I see every day, I see people every day stepping out and getting the relationships that they want. And I want to make that accessible to you as well. So please check it out. Go to shadycurry.com. And at the very top of the webpage, you will see the link to check out the program. Please do that. And I will see you next time. Thank you for your time and attention. Take care of yourselves and I'll see you later. Thanks for listening today. If you are ready to get married after divorce, I want to invite you to download my free eight video training specifically designed to help divorced women date with ease and get married again. Head over to shadecurry.com to get started. That's S-A-D-E-C-U-R-R-Y.com. I'll see you inside.